There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free saturdays are for sunshine especially for your ears with another election ongoing wars and natural disasters we know the news can be a lot to take in and we're determined to share the bright side of humanity Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool, Cool, Cool Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny, off-brand, upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hey everyone, welcome to Ridiculous News, not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news, from the wild and funny to the deep and hidden to the absolutely ridiculous. This is our weekly roundup where we take some of the weirdest stories in the news and dive a little deeper into them. And as always, we might have a few guests pop in along the way. I'm Bill Worley, an Atlanta-based filmmaker and comedian, and I saw the Mark Kendall perform last night at City Winery, and he killed it. Did some improvised movies, had an opera singer on stage, uh, the friend of the cast, Jamie Alilaw, who was amazing, as well as musical improviser Theodore Hobson. And Mark, you made me chuckle. Thank you so much, man. Oh man, thanks for being there, man. It was a fun, it was a fun show. Uh, shout Thanks, out to man. Hot Comics Live for producing uh, the show. They're great. Uh, hey everyone, uh, I'm Mark Kendall. I'm an Atlanta-based comedian, uh, and you know today I got to give a shout out to Arugula. It's underrated. Uh, so moving on today, uh, Bill, you mentioned it's a weekly roundup, and we are joined by the incredible Noel Brown. Uh, Noel Brown, superstar podcaster. You know him from stuff they don't want you to know, ridiculous history, and uh, he's one of the exec producers of Ridiculous News. Be sure to follow Noel on IG at How Now Noel Brown. Uh, Noel, welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, can I just say I'm also on Team Arugula all the way. I have a <laughs> farmer's market bag of arugula in the fridge right now that I've just been like putting in all kinds of stuff. It's just so peppery and delightful, and pairs so nicely with so many things. Heck yeah, man! It's a great teammate. For anything in the kitchen, you know? Agreed. Uh, so, Noel, uh, we do this with all of our guests. We're excited to do it with you. This segment is called Giving Them Their Flowers. So this is a moment where we give you a quick compliment. Uh, the only rule is you can't return any compliments, all right? So you just got to receive these flowers, all right? Uh, so, Noel, uh, something that <laughs> has uh, impressed me so much about you from uh, when I first met you is just like you're such a multi-talented person as a musician, podcast producer, podcast host. Uh, you're a renaissance person. 
And uh, and so every time I talk to you, I just learn a little bit more about some of the skills, some other adventure that you've been on. Uh, so I, I appreciate your worldliness and your uh, varied skill set. Thank well, you. Isn't this a lovely segment? I don't think we give uh, compliments enough. You know, well, just in general, uh, it's nice to receive, and and of course, the immediate impulse is to compliment you back. But I love that. But you can't. Rules. You can't. I love yeah, that. Yeah, you love can't. That. You can't. <laughs> and and no. Yes, thank you. It's been such an amazing journey and adventure working on this podcast with you, and you've done such a great job as an executive producer, making it easy to talk to, coming in, helping us out. Um, and to what Mark said, you're most mostly talented dude. Every time I saw you talk when you were doing the book signing. For example, yeah. live. Every time I talk to you, Noel, I feel like I'm just gaining knowledge, gaining all these interesting tidbits or, of knowledge, or maybe getting a little stupider. Which is, you know, <laughs> I, I'm I'm just presenting you with some stuff that's replacing some really important thing in your brain. Uh, but it'll be good. It's it'll make you good at parties, hanging out. Yeah, with me, you know. Yeah, exactly. Always interesting <laughs> stuff. Always fascinating stuff. Like and, and like I find myself like writing stuff down that you say because I'm like, oh, I need to go back and I need to research that soda water <laughs> chocolate syrup drink he mentioned. Oh yeah, an egg cream contains yeah. neither egg nor cream. Um, kind of <laughs> like grape nuts, by the way. Uh, we did an episode of Ridiculous History today about the history of. Um, uh, like ready-made TV dinners. And in going through the history of that, we started talking about the Post Company, Post Brand, which you'll probably remember from, you know, uh, I believe Golden Crisp, but the legacy ones like Raisin Bran, which is a trash cereal, I will die on that hill, and Grape Nuts, uh, which contains neither grape nor nuts. It is basically like dog food for humans. It is. I, you know, my dad always would do grape nuts. Dad's love grape favorite nuts. Cereal. It's a dad yeah. cereal. Yeah, it's a total it's such dad, a dad cereal. cereal. Our producer Max and, literally said the same thing. Apparently, during COVID, there was a grape nuts shortage, yeah. and um, his dad on their family group chat was like, "You guys, I'm because I'm dying out here. There's no grape nuts. They want to charge me thirty five dollars for a box of grape nuts on Amazon." And we're like, "Maybe don't eat grape nuts. There's so many yeah. others. I mean, we're in a golden age of cereal choices, and you're still stuck on grape nuts. I mean, to be fair, there's nothing else quite like it, but you know, there shouldn't be. Yeah." It's, it's really cornered the market on breaking your teeth when you try mm. to chew into it. Yeah. Well, let's jump into our ridiculous news nibbles. Uh, so to start off, we're going to be talking about a couple quick ridiculous news stories. And this first one is about how half of all dentists say that patients are high at their dental appointments. That's right. Um, as personal and medical marijuana use increases nationwide, the American Dental Association, or ADA, suggests Patients, please refrain from marijuana use before dental visits because surveys say that half of dentists reported patients arriving high on marijuana or some other drug. Yeah, just um, let the dentist get you high. That's, you know. That's, <laughs> so, right. Yeah. yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't stack I, the deck. You know, let, let them work. Let them get that work. Yeah, that laughing gas is always great. And, uh, you know, I definitely prefer a dentist that uses laughing gas for anything. I think anytime they touch my mouth, if a laughing gas can be administered for 30 minutes beforehand, uh, I would prefer that. But so, a lot of them don't do that. And like my current one that I see doesn't, unfortunately, and they do charge extra for it. Mm -hmm. Are y'all laughing gas folks when you go in? I've never had a laughing gas. What? I mean, officially. Uh Maybe at the in the Grateful Dead lot, you know. That's a, I'm kidding. I've never been to a Grateful Dead lot, but no, I've never had. I mean, is that the one where they make you count down backwards, uh, and then all of a sudden you black out, and then you no, wake that, up? 
that's that's straight up like you know that's the morphine or whatever. Yeah, that's that's when they're injecting you with stuff. No, laughing gas um, is they'll they'll put like uh, uh, in your nostrils a little bit of the airflow. And well, so Mark, have you ever had laughing gas? I I have. It's been a while, but uh, when I would go to the dentist, like if there was a filling to be done or like anything with a drill, uh, I'd get some laughing gas. And you know, I, I don't remember actually laughing from it but it does take some of the stress away from right. the pain so you still feel it or from what i remember it's like you still yeah. feel something or, but it just lessens it uh to yeah. a great degree even uh, if they're gonna so, yeah. shoot if they're gonna shoot you up in your gums with a numbing agent that terrifies me nothing yeah. worse than a needle in the gums and it's so. usually a big needle and you can't look away because it's <laughs> yeah. coming into your mouth oh man how are y'all is... with getting blood drawn by the way, I have a vasal vagal reflex uh, uh, where I faint. Uh, oh. I've gotten a lot better at it, but there's definitely been times where I just pass out. I don't faint, but I don't like the tourniquet situation. I don't like the mm. feeling of having my veins constricted. So I always look away in a very aggressive manner. And the <laughs> lovely, you know, doctor's assistant or, you know, registered nurse or whatever it might be uh, is always like, hey, uh, what's up? You okay? I'm like, yep. She goes, ah, you, you're one of those. Uh, well, hey, let, just talk to me. What you, you got any pets? I'm like, uh-huh. She goes, what you got? I'm like, cat. <laughs> Yeah, try to loosen you up. Yeah, I definitely just rant and rave as I'm getting through it. And hey, Bill, sorry, I noticed yeah. that there's someone knocking on the door. Could you let them in? Oh, I'd let them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me right. go ahead and get that. Yeah. Hey, y'all, what's up? It's me, Doctor Smiley. Man, I saw that y'all were talking about dentistry. I'm a dentist, and I saw this article saying that. Most patients, or what was the percentage about? I, I don't know. I didn't read the whole thing, but the point is, I saw it, and I wanted you to tell. I wanted to tell y'all that I'm a dentist, and the thing is, I'm always hot when oh, I operate wow. on hmm. yeah, yeah, man, it's great. It's so nice. See, one that day, seems I, dangerous. Yeah. I mean, when you walked in here, the whole room kind of let us know that you were a little up there but yeah like operating high seems very dangerous dr smiley are you related to dr giggles by chance he's my cousin man yeah that guy dr giggles is my cousin we come from a very interesting family where we all share the first name doctor but our last names are different you know so (laughs) i'm dr smiles my cousin's dr giggles my dad's dr comedy and my mom is dr ether uh pathos Oh, yeah, so okay. I come from so, like a long line of comedic doctors. So you're not actually a, an official. You don't have like an a, a, a license. You're just sort of operating under the table here, under the radar. Oh, bro, dude, I've been to dental school like three or four times. I've lost count. I do it every single year. I'm a very good dentist. I mostly just do it to get access to the laughing gas. And because of that, you know, Bill, you mentioned like, oh, isn't it hard to operate when you're high? Absolutely it is. I get very little done in a day. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen a lot of my patients grow up primarily because it takes me so long to actually operate on any of them, you know? So they're literally growing up before your eyes in the chair. Oh my gosh, life is beautiful, man. It's like a time-lapse situation, kind of, or like a montage. (laughs) Oh, dude, my life is like this amazing montage. The other day, like, I watched a flower grow. 
That sounds well, beautiful. Just, so by the end of this montage, do you also know how to do kung fu as well, or do you pick up other <laughs> no, skills? No, no, no. But I like wash all the cars in the parking lot. You know, nice. God. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Doctor Smile? I'm curious. So part of this story is talking about how you know regular marijuana users actually have significantly more cavities than non-users. Uh, it actually says that medically speaking, munchies are real, and people don't always make the most healthy choices when they're high. Okay, I mean, like, cool, I get it, whatever, but I mean, like, I feel like there are a lot of people with munchies for all different kinds of reasons, you know what I mean? Like, sure, maybe you get the munchies, maybe you're eating a lot of snacks, and you don't really realize that you don't take the time to brush your teeth, but I'm sure that there are also a bunch of other people never touch the weed, you know what I'm saying, and drink drink all kinds of soda, all kinds of have snacks and things like that. I don't know if THC is the reason that people are getting these cavities. That said, y'all, remember to brush, you know, use that fluoride toothpaste, according to this article, if you can, try and brush a couple times a day. I like doing mouthwash, too, you know what I mean? Helps the breath, you know what I'm saying? You also gargle? A nice agent. You that oh, no, absolutely, man. You got to get down in that gullet. You know, another thing, too, you know, I like to use hydrogen peroxide. So what I'll do is I'll take some hydrogen peroxide, swish that around in my teeth, for real, and then brush your teeth wow yeah I, man you, see, I see, you don't need the I, laughing scars as much you know i Take feel like you're giving good advice here but it, the, the whole way you're presenting it makes me question the the validity i'm no offense man but oh, you have a vibe you have a bit of a like like i don't know if i should take what you're saying you know to, to heart or not man it's a problem i've had my whole life i have this vibe that says not to trust me and so it doesn't matter what i say it sounds right but your brain is telling you not to listen no matter what i say like for example if i were to say hey when you drive in a car make sure you buckle up dude you know uh, it is weird no, when i say that, that. No, and people does. don't want to do it you know yeah. or it's just like if i'm on a plane and i'm sitting next to someone in a window seat i'm like bro whatever you do don't open that window it's like they ex they want to open it up man so it's my burden to bear hey. but that's all part of being dr smiles what plane are you in where you can actually open the window are we talking about the emergency exit row here <laughs> Well, the thing was, I was flying with Diddy uh, from Brooklyn to Manhattan, you know what I'm saying, first class, and, uh, you know, he has, like, these collapsible windows on his plane, Okay, and that's how it came up. That's what you're used to. You, regular, just, just FYI, regular folks don't typically fly in, in, in planes like that. The, the oh, windows like are fixed. like from Brooklyn to Manhattan? You don't fly from borough to borough when you're in New York? From bro to bro to bro, I'd say that is bro to bro, and I love that. Uh, no, but I will say, you know, when I've been seated in an exit row, I, I have this. It's like when that when you this is like a thing, a big glass thing over a button that tells you not to push it. There is this part of me, this chaotic part of me, that just wants to open that thing and see yeah. everyone get sucked out into the ether like at Fight Club. You know, I don't know. Dude, wrong no, with me. I just got to yeah. say, it's just important that you stay in touch with yourself and just acknowledge that you have those feelings. And I want to hold on to that feeling right now, Noel, because I have a game I want to play with you if that's cool. All sure. right. Yeah. So this is a dentist quiz called Teeth Test, bro. So I'm going to quiz you on some facts about teeth. Is that cool with you, Noel? Oh, my God. How, how much cooler could it be? <laughs> Let's do it. Man, this is going to be so fun. Now, the stakes are super high. If you answer these questions correctly, you get a Ferrari. But if you mess up on this quiz, you also get a Ferrari. All right. So first question is, what percent of adults 
do not brush their teeth twice a day. I'll repeat the question. What percent of adults do not brush their teeth twice a day? Are you going to give me multiple choice with percentages? It's I'm just going to go with 50 because that's Dude, his, yeah. No, that was such a good guess and completely wrong. The answer is 25%. Okay. That's a quarter. Uh. All right. Question number two. All right. Who smiles more? Now, we might get you in trouble with this one, Noel. All right. So it's an interesting statistic nonetheless. All right. Who smiles more, men or women? Ooh. Well, you know, you always hear that horrible sexist thing that men say to women about, why don't you smile more? Mm-hmm. Um, that's coming from a, a, a very negative place, a very right. place of uh, privilege and awfulness. So I'm going to say men. Smile. But again, you know, this interpretation of, of women don't smile, that's coming from like a flirtatious, weird, like cat y place. So, but I still kind of think maybe men smile more. Dude, no. Once again, an excellent guess. Uh, but however, according to our research, you were also wrong. So according to our research, this says, this particular uh, source says, a woman smiles on average 68 times per day. Meanwhile... A man smiles on average eight times per day. See, I wonder if that's a product of that toxic kind of thing, you know? Dude, right? probably. People toxic masculinity them. kills, bro. It kills. Yeah. I, I feel like a smiley guy. I was so surprised when I hear eight times a day because, I, I mean, I oh. think I'm beating the norm here. Well, it depends. I mean, these days it's different, right? Because you're home a lot more and there's no one to smile mm. at. Mm. But I do a lot of kind of performative smiling. When I'm out, you know, where I like, right. you know, I see somebody or I open the door for somebody and I kind of do a little, little smile. Um, smile I, with, with just the mouth, not the eyes. 100%. Well, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I try to be a sincere person as much as possible, but I do feel like I do a lot of performative smiling. Uh, I want people to like me so much. Noel, I've only known you for the past four, maybe five minutes. And I don't know if I'll ever see you again after this recording, but. Just take it from me, Dr. Smiley. People like you, man. Oh, yeah. Just know that. You should maybe and go also, into motivational speaking instead of dentistry, perhaps. <laughs> nah, brute, dude. I can never go with the smiley laughing gas, man. I'm addicted. <laughs> All right, so we got one last question for you, Noel. All right? All right. How many red Solo cups worth of saliva Ooh. does a person produce in a lifetime? Oh, God. Solo cups. We need, can, we need multiple choice for these. This is impossible. There's no possible way. <laughs> no, nothing is impossible, bro. Oh, see, there is that motivation. always a chance, bro. Um, what do we measure? Okay, red solo cups would be measured in what, like fluid ounces? I guess. Well, it's just how many actual red? Oh, solo how many cups? cups? Yeah. I mean, this is <sighs> ballpark it. Ballpark it. And remember, lifetime? this is for a Ferrari, so this well, is. High but stakes. I get it either way, so I don't really feel that compelled to get it right. You should probably. I don't think you understand the, the stakes, Noel. I said if you answer them correctly, you get a Ferrari, and if you don't, you get a Ferrari. Yeah, you those be nervous are, right those now. Stakes are both high and very low. It's All interesting. Right, so you okay. do get it. All I'm right. gonna do. Um, it's probably in the. I bet it's in the millions. I bet it's in the low millions. Dude, you know what? I'm going to give that to you. That's yeah. correct. The answer is 1.06 million. Oh, that, oh red I got it. I basically nailed cups. it. Yeah. On the exactly bus. right. Low That's 100,000 gallons, bro. Spit, bro. 
We got multiple spit. choice. Eat your heart out, man. Nailing it, no. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, yeah, you just got to do the math, extrapolate, like feel the inside of your mouth and how spitty it is, and then extrapolate that per moment, and then do the, you know, some basic math, how many moments existed a day, in a year, in a, in a month, in a, in a lifetime. And then you get 1.07 million. Easy peasy. Mm, delicious. That's a beer pong I don't want to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Noel, you're a genius. Bill, you're amazing. Mark, I'm going to give you back your microphone. And the listening public, I've been Dr. Smiley. I love you all. And remember, if you come to my dentist office, do not let me operate on you. All right. Ta-ta. I have to hop into this plane. Wow. That was a real real character right there. Flew the private jet all the way just to be on the show. That's for, you know. That's Diddy's private jet, presumably. Or who knows? Now, I have questions. Is this, this is he like a... (laughs) Uh, a, a dentist to the stars, or or people just like his vibe and they just want to kick it with him. Uh, I, I would I would presume. Does he also do grills? I don't know. We're gonna take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. There's plenty to celebrate in March and. Ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, y'all, we're back. Uh, This first article we're talking about is from the Washington Post uh, by Paul Farhi. And the headline is, The Media and the Halloween Rainbow Fentanyl Scare. All right, so Republican National uh, Committee Chairwoman uh, Ronna McDaniel said in an interview last month on Fox News, which has avidly pushed the story, uh, quote, in urgent news reports, Law enforcement sources and elected officials have warned of the dangers of so-called rainbow fentanyl, a multicolored candy-sized version of the addictive and potentially deadly synthetic opioid uh, poses to children. Uh, We're coming into Halloween. Uh, Every mom is worried right now. What if it gets into my kid's Halloween basket? All right. So, uh, yeah. Crazy. I mean... there's always a story for every Halloween to get, make people paranoid. And, you know, they go and they talk about the razor blades and the apples or, you know, weed gummies and all of these urban myths. 
And I don't know, I'm curious if it pops up more during a midterm election year. A lot of the Republicans have been talking about crime, if it's a way for them to, you know, to talk about that, especially on Fox News. But it's so crazy, y'all. And it, it, I'm sure it's scary for parents, you know, because it's just one of those things that I mean, you, you don't want that to happen to your kid. No, but I also I saw a meme that I would tend to agree with. It said something to the effect of nobody likes your kids enough to give them free drugs exactly. on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. that stuff's expensive, y'all. Uh, yeah. But like, the, you know, most of these things are kind of satanic panic, alarmist kind of uh, mass hysteria type moments. Like, I don't, I think you know, certainly there have been isolated incidents where they found something in like one case or a couple of cases. Right. But is it some sort of widespread epidemic of of people, you know, dosing kids Halloween candy? <coughs> Beep. Is it some widespread epidemic of bad actors dosing or putting dangerous substances in kids Halloween candy? First of all, I mean, like, it takes a lot of effort to, you know, get through the packaging of those fun-sized Snickers and <laughs> injecting them with something. and. It's just right. what to what end I so, would yeah. ask. And, you'd be a serial yeah. killer, basically. You'd, that's you'd right. be like like that's what it would take. I mean, no one's to your point. No one's doing this to try and make money off of the deep pockets of the elementary and middle school children, you know, to buy drugs. So it's such a dumb, such a dumb thing. And you, you know, Soledad O'Brien went on to say uh, in the the. Sort of reporter that did the story went on to say that there were over 1,542 news stories about rainbow fentanyl in the two months before Halloween. And then no one that they could find was reporting that there was any rainbow fentanyl found or any stories about it It just disappeared. What is rainbow fentanyl supposed to be again? It's like, you know, fentanyl fentanyl or what? Yeah. Yeah. So the article also kind of has some additional context where it says, you know, the link between children and rainbow fentanyl, which differs only in its color and packaging from the other fentanyl-based street drugs, all right, uh, appears to be theoretical at best. Its association with Halloween also may be specious, uh, part of a long tradition of urban myths about poison treats, uh, which you all alluded to earlier, uh, such as razor blades and apples and cannabis-infused gummy bears. And that's from Joel Best, a University of Delaware professor who studies such contemporary legends. Yeah, it really does become sort of more of like the stuff of urban legend than any actual thing to be concerned about. Um, and, you know, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, you're right, too, about the political aspect of it. It does give politicians a fake problem that they can solve by saying, right. see, see, nobody died. I did that. <laughs> sort of like the litter boxes in the classroom with the furries, you know, that like right. isn't a thing. Um, but then politicians would be like, this is a problem. We need to get, this is crazy. We need to get these, litter, the, the kids are pooping in litter boxes and classrooms and we got to get that out of there. And then when it was never a thing in the first one, they're like, see, it's gone. I did that. Um, by the way, not yeah. to derail this conversation, but did you hear what actual, the actual source of the litter boxes in the classroom thing is? No, no, no. Apparently, I don't remember exactly what school, but it was like in the event of an active shooter situation, kids got to poop somewhere. So we have oh, these wow. litter boxes man, on hand uh, just in case we're trapped and barricaded in the classroom. That's so depressing. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 Way more but, than the alternative. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like a lot, a lot of the news, quote unquote, is tied to political, you know, ends. So yeah. when you see this explosion of these kinds of stories, I think it's more that than anything. Yeah. Right. 
And, and to your point with the, the people either saying they can solve the problem or you had, you know, Republican from Tennessee, Senator Marsha Blackburn, a quote from her saying, the powerful drug cartels are coming after your kids, your neighbors, your students, your family members, and your friends. It's fear-mongering for a group of people that are going to say, hey, we're, we're going to get rid of crime, and this is just a way to make people scared. Yep. Also, the othering of drug cartels. Because when you think of drug cartels, you don't think of white faces. You know, you think of... right. An other, an outside invader that you can then target in the minds and the hearts and minds and be like, see, and look, let's just be real. Drug cartels aren't trying to just secretly murder your children. That's not good business. It's just not. It doesn't make any sense. If anything, they're trying to get your kids addicted to drugs, but that happens kind of organically. (laughs) And it's probably your fault as a parent that your kids are addicted to drugs. Just putting that out there because you were shitty parents and and they just wanted to get away and blot out all reality because you're such insufferable parents. Yeah, I don't think there's a huge marketing campaign for those drugs. It's never been an issue. The user base has never been an issue. I don't know if they're sitting there and they're like, guys, we got to add, you know, it's it's not a marble man. How about this? Rainbows. (laughs) Kids love My Little Pony. Heroin. Okay, we get. Uh, well, Bill, it looks like there's a, 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 a an, another plane outside again. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, here let me go. Let me go get the door and see who's landed to visit. Hey, dude, it's guys. It's me, it's Doctor Smiley again from earlier. <laughs> Look, I, I thought I'd never see y'all again, but I saw y'all were talking about drugs. I wanted to hop in and just kind of say, like, hey, this rainbow fentanyl story, how it was like really covered trying to scare people. I think that's so unfortunate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and I think that the media too needs to be like, hold themselves more accountable for this kind of thing. But another thing that I'll say, if we're talking about like drugs and kids and drugs that we should be scared about for kids. I mean, what about sugar, man? What about sugar? Mm, I'm dealing with sugar yeah. all the time. All right. These kids, they get addicted to sugar, all this candy. Now, to be fair, I, my, my dental office does some things that are unorthodox. So after you know, a kid finishes a dental session with me, I do give them a lollipop. It's probably not good that I do that because I'm contributing to that sugar addiction. That said, man, you know what I'm saying? No one's saying I'm part of some like uh, uh, cartel or whatever it is that was mentioned earlier in your discussion. And so I just wanted to say that, man. Listen, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Dr. Smiley. And oh, I think that the, the, the sugar, it's, we all have too much sugar, definitely kids. I just want to say that it's distracting that I think you're, you, the half of your outfit is covered in blood right now, and it looks fairly fresh. Dude, I, uh, can I be real for a second? Always. Can I be, can I be real for a second? I mean, mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, earlier, earlier today, th- this is, this is blood, but it's, it's not what you think. It's, it's, it's Thanksgiving coming up is around the corner is coming up yeah, soon. Yeah. And I hunt my own turkeys because it's just like i do eat meat but i feel like i can only eat the meat that i that i kill with that's admirable and uh and uh i'm not proud of it and i should have washed off beforehand but that's that's what it is and so so you uh, you killed it did you i mean it looks like there's so much you just kill it with your bare hands i mean it was like six people shoot it was like six turkeys six turkeys yeah yeah i was things are aggressive because i mentioned wow i mentioned dr pathos my mom dr comedy my dad uh uh dr giggles who's like an uncle of mine a a bunch of people coming in so we do we do it up thanksgiving and so i'm sorry for this violent image of blood but just know that it's turkey blood and i plan to use it well i've always kind of thought that you know if you 
see the whole process through, you know, from killing the animal to skinning it to gutting it and all that. And then it just makes you feel closer to the food that you eat. And it's, you know, it's definitely preferable to the factory farming nightmare that we live in in this country where people have no connection to the food that they eat and therefore have no sense of guilt or accountability. So uh, kudos to you, Dr. Smiles. Smiley? Which one? Smiley. Dr. Smiles, man. Or Dr. Okay. Smiley, sorry. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. I look, names, man, like names can be restricting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wake up every day. I gotta be whatever it is I need to be in that moment. Speaking yeah. of, I took y'all's advice of doing motivational talks. So right oh, now, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm going to fly to LA to give a motivational talk to the Lakers who are having a really tough time this season. And I'm just going to try to, like, lift their spirits, even though they don't have a lot of assets to trade. And it's going to be a tough regular season for them. But, like, I'm a huge LeBron fan. Uh, I I, I got to go again. <laughs> so, Bill, Noel, Mark, it was a real pleasure. Thanks Ta-ta. So much, yeah, Mark, is, I can't believe Mark hasn't weighed in on any of this. It's uh, it's borderline suspicious. Hey, guys, I'm sorry. The, the past couple times um, I've been talking, and then I felt like this laugh gas kind of stuff. And it's sort of like taking me out. Was and it coming through your vents, dog? To... Holy sh! That's wow. It's like it's like someone. I, I there was a dude that showed up the past couple times. Doctor Smiley they just like shoved this like thing into my nostrils, wow. and then I like checked out. So I hope I hope I didn't miss too much. We were talking about fentanyl, but it seems like maybe we've already moved on. Well, we are going to move on. Let's move on uh, on on the on that topic to Iran. Uh, you know, Iran is defying these crackdowns with these uh, protesters, and the president uh, dismissed the U.S. vow to quote free Iran. This is from the Guardian. Um, Iran students protested and shopkeepers went on strike despite a widening crackdown. And according to reports on social media, as demonstrations that flared over. Masha Amini's death continued for a 50th day. And, you know, with everything that's going on over there and all these folks who are fighting and dying for this uh, important cause, it, I don't know about y'all, we have the, we just have these elections here in the U.S. And it just, it just strikes me about, I feel sometimes we're taking things for granted over here. It, you, you look at these folks no. who are willing to uh, <laughs> go out on the street and protest and die in this very strict regime. And my heart really goes out to all of them um, and, and the, the tenacity and the uh, strength and courage they have to fight that regime. No question about it um on stuff they don't want you to know uh another show that i do with uh, with ben boland friend of the podcast amazing show. fellow executive producer um ben actually heard from somebody you know on the ground um you know and like there's a crackdown on even communicating about this stuff even like mm-hmm. sharing with journalists and you know we do take for granted it's so it really <laughs> We're worried. The, the top news item is a, a gazillionaire spending too much money on Twitter. And mm. there's countries and places where you can literally get executed or black bagged for just saying how you really feel about something. And we're complaining because, you know, like social media is too ubiquitous or whatever. And it is. It's toxic and weird, but it's almost like the exact opposite extreme where social media has become this bizarre kind of um, distraction and it's all just really frivolous and we're, we're literally losing sight of how important and sacred communication is 
and how some folks aren't even allowed to communicate or, you know, speak their, their truth uh, at all. And this is a great example of that. Yeah. And I think, you know, hopping off that talking about these elections, I mean, it's, it's, I'm glad that it wasn't a full red wave. It's still coming in, you know, as, as we'll know more and more about who's won. And it looks like there's going to be a runoff here in Georgia where we're based for Senator Warnock um, and going against Herschel Walker, who yeah. is what? Herschel Walker, the guy who's had, you know, everybody's helped everybody have an abortion. The guy who was a, was a college football player is the only thing he's got on his resume. Um, even though he said to compare his resume to President Obama's, and it's it's cool. bizarre. He's not even he's, fr- he's, he's friends with. They play basketball together, but then sometimes they don't. <laughs> that clip is wild. I mean, like yeah, I, yeah. I let him win. I've never met him before. <laughs> we, we played basketball. <laughs> Who is he? Uh, oh yeah. yes, Barry. Uh, uh-huh. Oh strawberries. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, strawberries and cream. That's what we called him right. on yeah. the on the on the field. Yeah. Or the the field, the court—that's what they call it. It's a court for basketball. I'm obviously really into bowling, um, but yeah, man, it's bizarre. This dude—he's like a—he look. I don't want to risk slandering the guy, but he strikes me as a certified psychopath. <laughs> like, I mean, right. you know, football does things to your brain. You know, like uh, bad yeah. things, traumatic brain injuries. We've heard about you know football yeah. players that have like murdered their families um, right. because of this bread and circuses thing that we just are so addicted to. The sports, you know, this, this this sports. Here I am again. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and now with this guy, it just. I mean, God, Trump just really solidified the whole cult of personality is more important than literally anything else, and they're just running with it. Uh, right. to great success. I, again, like with, I was saying to you guys off the air, I was sure that he was just, it was a joke and there wouldn't be even a, a smattering of, of competition, but you run off, run off. Yeah. Yeah. If you're here in Georgia, it's important to vote in this upcoming runoff, please. Cause they, they changed the rules, you know, SB, is it 202 Mark? Uh, you know, made it so that in the previous runoff, which was Warnock and Ossoff, that big deciding, the Senate, which this one might be as well, uh, that didn't happen until January fifth, uh, and so it's a whole month sooner. So they've made it a lot tougher on people to know, you know, be able to go vote, have the time to go vote, be able to get a mail-in ballot, all of those things, uh, which is scary considering that you know this is a red state and it's, it's a purple state now. But let's face it. There's still a lot of red just right under that very, barely, very thin layer barely of purple. purple, man. It's like <laughs> it's barely purple. It's it's like a it's like a, a cookie, you know. That's like a cookie on the outside and has the tiniest little purple center. You know, that's what that's what Georgia is. We'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. There's plenty to celebrate in March and. Ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? 
backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Confused, you are now tuned in to ridiculous news. All right, y'all, we're back. And you know, Noel, we really appreciate you uh being here guesting on the show. And so since you're here, uh, we wanna utilize your amazing voice, your amazing talents. So we got a couple games uh we want to play with you. Mm-hmm. So this first one uh we do with our guests sometimes is called Make It Spooky. All right. Uh, make it spooky. So we pulled a headline that is actually very sweet, but we want to see if you can make it spooky real quick. All right. Um, so Bill's going to share it with you. Mm-hmm. And we'd love for you to read it in your spookiest uh, voice possible. Man in assisted living reunited with missing dog after two weeks. <laughs> you know what? No, I, that was amazing. Uh, I, I got to say that. Because you nailed it so well, uh, we want to try to up the stakes as, if we can. Okay. So, yeah, so I get a Ferrari time, if I win this... and if I don't. Okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Noel, you nailed Make It Spooky. And so rather than giving you more headlines to make it spooky, because otherwise I'll be too scared to continue, uh, we're going to give you another headline. Uh, but this time, we want you to read it in the voice of Werner Herzog. All right? Okay. okay. So Bill's going to share this next headline with you. And if you could read it, as Warren Herzog, that'd be amazing. Massachusetts Museum returns sacred items to Sioux tribes. <laughs> That's fantastic. Brilliant. If, if I could read all my articles about museums giving items back to people that deserve them or they belong yeah. to in a Warner Herzog voice that that'd be amazing well he he he, he, he could hear that guy read the phone book but he he, yeah. did, he had this one quote where he's like asking somebody he's like doing a q a and someone asked him about pokemon go and he goes tell me do these pokemon when they meet in the streets is there murder <laughs> is there violence <laughs> <laughs> What an amazing he adds pathos to just anything, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's just that's the man. Yeah. I love him so much. He's also just a fanboy about Werner for a second. Um, he is as good a documentary filmmaker as he is a narrative filmmaker, and that is so yeah. rare. There are so yeah. few crossover director sort of auteurs that can do that. And he has this sort of really interesting divided uh, catalog where he'll do, he'll do documentaries now, and then he'll go back and do features. And I just think he's one of the best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a, a true teacher is master class is amazing, and you know part of the reason, part of the thing we like to do too. Another game that we like to do, Noel, is because you know you're always on mic, but people might not know as much about you, and we want to ask some ridiculous questions to get to know Noel Brown a little bit better. Let's let's peek behind the curtain to the genius that is Noel Brown. 
Um, So we want to hit you with this stuff. This first one being this very important question (laughs) is, would you rather be Santa Claus or the groundhog of Groundhog's Day? The Puxatawney Phil, the actual, the titular groundhog. Mm -hmm. Puxatawney Phil. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like my sentience as a human being. Um, <laughs> Santa Claus gig seems really stressful, though. I'm not going to lie. This is a very difficult. I mean, you're basically asking me, do I do I want to be, you know, damned to a life of one job? Well, I guess that's sort of both seasonal job <laughs> where I poke. But, but also the groundhog has a lot of power. Mm-hmm. But also, it's sort of vague. You know, I don't think anyone really thinks that he's predicting anything with any degree of accuracy. Um, and also the the true Puxatani Phils. It's like the UGA Bulldog. They just replace him with a lookalike when it, when, it, when he dies. Sure, it's uh, kind of so replaceable. I don't, feel, I don't know. Santa Claus also seems immortal, so that's that's a that's good. <laughs> Um, I've got I've certainly got the the stature uh, physically for for Santa Claus and I've already got the beard Um, he seems to like it I'm gonna go with Santa Claus he seems to like his job he seems to not be bitter about it yeah I'm gonna go with Santa Claus strong answer I say strong answer Uh, so I don't know how much that tells you about me um, but yeah (laughs) it says a lot it says more than you know no especially for our listeners Uh, this next one's actually for real pretty revealing. Uh, uh, big question thrown your way. What are your top three pet peeves? Um, well, one of them is pretty niche, but I really don't like it in movies when there are characters that are, that are meant to be virtuosic musicians and they're playing an instrument and they're just diddly diddly diddly, like like, it doesn't match up with what the audio is they're supposed to it's like there's this gorgeous violin sonata and they're just kind of slapping their fingers around can't stand that real pet Mm -hmm. peeve and also when i see it done well i'm so impressed because obviously that actor either has some musical chops or really worked their ass off to learn to like mimic the the fingerings either on piano and then sometimes with cutaways on piano, they'll obviously have a somebody else that's like playing the piano or whatever. But sometimes it's like, you know, like in Master and Commander, there's a really important scene where they, they like kind of jam like on, on stringed instruments. And they, they look like it's full, you know, body, body shots. It's like full like medium shots where you can see their faces. And they definitely learned, you know, how to, how to play it. And like the guy from Stranger Things who does Master of Puppets, oh, yeah, he learned yeah. how to play that. Like he, he yes. definitely, it's not him playing it, but he, it works because he's actually like, you know, doing the right positions and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, one of them. What we said? Three? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. People that aren't self-aware. I know that's a big one, but I just think self-awareness is so important. And when you meet people that are just like, so they lack the ability to see themselves in any way, shape or form. Like we, we all could do better at that probably, but some people, especially in the entertainment industry, you meet people that are just blissfully ignorant of like how they come off. Mm-hmm. And I, I have no patience for that because if anything, I try to be as authentic and just myself as possible, even dealing with executive producer type jobs and working with, you know, celebrities and stuff. I don't really kiss people's asses. If I say something, it's coming from a place of actual, I like this thing. Do you like this yeah. thing? And then we go from there, but I, I can't stand when people just are insincere and like not self-aware. Yeah. All right. Number three. Um, These are great. No, you're killing it. Gosh, yeah. Number three. 
I don't know, man. Three. Those are the two big. Those are the, those are the two big <laughs> ones. Two, to what, three mixes into one and two. You know, it's so funny. So uh, no, we were talking about our, our mutual friend Sarah Wilkin, and one yeah. of the things she said, who's known you since you were eight years old, I believe, uh, was that you are an old soul. And I have only known the amazing Noel Brown in his old age, but I could just picture you as a young kid being very <laughs> wise beyond your years. I was a fool, I'm sure. My, my kid is a, my kid is very much an old soul. Yeah. Um, this is tough. I just, I don't like um, useless political correctness. Mm. I, I think there is a, 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 you know, with everything with like, you know, pronouns and all of that. I think all of that stuff matters. I think that's, that's very important to be respectful of all kinds of people and to think about them and to like, really like try to make a place where you're using the right words and all of that. But I do think sometimes political correctness on the left can be used as like a bludgeon, like 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 a mm-hmm. like a like a weapon, and I think that bothers me because it diminishes the good stuff. Like it, it sort of like uh, puts it all on the same plane in a way where it sort of like makes the the actual well-meaning political correctness have less value. If that right. makes sense, I, I I think you know in talking about pronouns and things like that too, I think there needs to be a bit of patience and understanding for folks who aren't exposed to that, right? So a million I think, percent. you know, yeah. there, there's people where we're in a major city, you know, working with a lot of creatives and artists and we might be more used to that. You have someone who might've never even experienced that. And so there might be some shock and misunderstanding and statements that we would consider ignorant that aren't, they're just unaware. And so to your point, Noel, I think that's one of the things that the PC stuff is tough too, is you, you just really, easily dismiss people. You but put you yeah. put words to the thing I was kind of just clawing at. Like, yeah. so there's this desire to kind of cancel people who are ultimately well-meaning, you know, yes. and who maybe they weren't coming from a place of, you know, hate or negativity or othering. They just misspoke and didn't, and just didn't know better. And then it's so right. easy to like pillory them instead mm-hmm. of just opening up the discourse and being like, well, let me help you understand why what you did was, and nine times out of 10, people are going to be like, yeah, God, I would never want to offend anybody or hurt anybody's feelings. And like, you guys maybe get this, but right. you know, on the podcast, we'll get, very mean emails sometimes. Like I literally got an email once from someone mm. saying, I'm not listening to your show anymore because you clearly don't understand me because you used the word female. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> do you listen to the show? Like you would know right. me that I would never want to say anything that would be divisive or offensive. And we honestly sometimes get criticized for trying too hard to not do that. Um, right. But I was literally reading a police report uh, about like a murder that had taken place that was like yeah. single, you know, Caucasian female found dead, strangled in Florida apartment complex. And yeah. this person emailed and was like, I'm not listening to the show anymore because you said the word female. And I didn't even know female was like divisive because it's such Ooh. a clinical term. Like I, I just yeah. thought it was like kind of okay. Um, but I didn't even use it conversationally. I was literally doing yeah. a police report. Yeah. So that I, I, is, yeah. Well, well, I'm unaware that that was a thing too. So they were just saying using that term in a, even in a conversation. It's dismissive. The 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 the, uh, the sentiment was that by saying female, you are diminishing my experience to gender, and, and also it's not the same as saying oh females be like you know that's different. That's like you know yeah. that's a pejorative. You know that is a right. thing where people are kind of being dismissive. Like females are are. 
yeah. alarmist or they're like overly Little emotional. Dangerous. There's like these things tied up and using it and, and, and enunciating it that way. But that wasn't what I was doing at all. And if the person really listened to the show and knew my heart and just, you know, who I was, they would never think that. It was someone who was looking to get mad and someone looking to like freak out and like, you know, be righteously indignant. And that level of performative you know, offense it bothers me. Uh, I think that's not good. And and that's a product of the internet and everyone wanting their 15 minutes, even if it's just to you on an email or on an iTunes review. They want right. to feel like they have the moral authority and that bothers me. We've got more ridiculous news to cover, but before we do, let's take a quick break. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. With amazing and crazy topics for picking to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. This has been so fascinating, Noel, because I love hearing you rant on this stuff. It's great <laughs> to, to know you better. And yeah, and, and uh, this last one, Mark, I'll let you do it because you came up with this one and I think this is brilliant. This is a very silly question, Noel, so we'll end off on something silly. Uh, who's more underrated, all right? Elvis or Justin Timberlake? Oh, <laughs> Wow. Okay. I think both are pretty rated, I would argue. Um, I think that's sort of a, a zero-sum game right there. You know, like Elvis is Elvis. He's one of the first people that was famous enough to be just like a, a one one name, you know? I mean, I don't think anyone's debating Elvis's like chops, you know? But he, he was also... Have you seen that... Baz Luhrmann Elvis movie? Did you guys not catch this? Yet. I didn't. Yeah. It's not very good. Um, yeah. It's it's like that Baz Luhrmann thing that he does, you know, but it's actually sort of biopic type territory. Yeah. And he gets a lot wrong and glosses mm-hmm. over a lot. And it really is more like in the service of this big bombastic kind of thing. And like, I didn't realize how kept Elvis was. Like the Colonel, this guy, he was this like kind of kept dude who was like beholden to this huckster who kind of like you know wanted to just like own him and kind of like you know screwed him over at every every turn so given that and given the 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 traumatic you know tragic nature of elvis's life and his career 
um, you know, when he was like stuck in Vegas, like he was had this residency in Vegas that was basically just like, you're going to do this until you collapse dead on stage. That's your yeah. life now. And you have no choice but to do this. That's hell for an right. artist, especially yeah. someone who's like, I want to try other things. Nope, you can't. You got to make call. You got to do the Elvis shtick every night. Can you imagine if you, Mark, as a comedian, you had one joke that was like the joke. And then all of a sudden, you, you some guy that owns you now says, you can only do variations on that one joke every time, every night. You'd kill yourself. It's awful. It's terrible. Artists are, are, are very mentally active people who want to try new things and redefine themselves. And Elvis was deprived of the opportunity to do that. Um, Justin Timberlake has been able to do that. He's like reinvented mm. himself. He's, he, was, he thought you knew what he was. He was this boy band thing. And then, oh, lo and behold, he's actually an incredible, you know, um, you know, solo artist. And then he ends up being really good at comedy. And then he mm. kind of gets to do whatever he wants. And so I think Elvis is underrated in that people don't appreciate what trauma he went through and how mm. he was really just taken advantage of and treated like a commodity. I think a lot of people don't know that part of his story. So this, that's my, yeah. I love that. And this may be sort of like a, uh, 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 a lesser known uh, movie or whatever, but in all seriousness, I feel like a movie that got at Elvis and his relationship with the Colonel well uh, was an animated movie called Rock-A-Doodle. So it's not actually about Elvis. The, yes, but, it was like, yeah, it was one of those 90s kind of sub-Disney movies, yes. like Land Before Time adjacent, you know, mm, All absolutely. Dogs Go to Heaven, that era. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's about a talented rooster who leaves life on the farm, goes to the big city, and they get swept up by a powerful, you know, entertainment person impresario let's call it yeah know? yeah yeah and uh and yeah and i felt that the vibe of that relationship uh definitely kind of gets at what you were talking about with elvis and the colonel so when you started talking about that relationship i'm like i think i think rocket doodle kind of kind of nailed it in a kid's film which was cool i never saw rocket doodle i remember its existence but um i didn't catch that one for whatever reason i need to go back and revisit it yes yeah, it's, it's, it's streaming it's streaming it's streaming all Dogs Go to Heaven is a movie where you just said it out loud, and that just put me right back in that mindset. <laughs> That's a sad movie, my friend. It's intense. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is the same. It's Bluth. It's Don Bluth. Uh, mm. it's, it's the same animated animation studio that did Land yeah. Before Time, um, uh, Fievel, Those movies, um, yeah. American Tale, and Secret of Nim. Oh my God! Yeah. Don't even get me started on the Secret of Nim. That is yeah. A, yeah. A, a a banger and a tearjerker. Yeah. That is a wonderful yeah. movie. They're Everyone should films. see that with your kids. To, yeah. Yeah. Go where we watch because they are darker. Like, like they're definitely darker. They would go darker than Disney. They'd take on topics. They'd be a little bit more scary, a little bit more rough around the edges. I mean, Maybe that's where that I got some of aesthetic today. You had that 70s period of Disney that was real dark, like with uh, the rescuers where it's literally mm. a little girl who's been kidnapped by these like meth addict kind of types, you know, That's with right. a talking alligator. He doesn't even talk. He's just an alligator. But yeah, but th these movies did go darker in that respect, but it was like, yeah, it was more the seventies style of Disney dark mm. darkness. Like the, what's that one? The black cauldron, you know, ones like mm -hmm. that. Well, I think we got time for maybe one more story. Uh, so, this headline's out of CNN, and it's 55 students may have to retake their SATs after they were lost from a UPS truck. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 
I believe we all took the SATs. Noel, Bill, you, you all took SATs yes, as well. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's all do our scores. Was, Three, two, one, go. Eleven seventy. I was eleven. <laughs> I was roughly eleven seventy. Yeah. I was like eleven ninety. Yeah. I think because I was yeah. really good on on verbal and really bad on math. Yeah, mm. I think I maybe tapped yeah. out at like I was like at twelve forty or something like that. Something Damn, son. Nice right. one. Fuck, yeah. it'll be <laughs> twelve hundred. That's of sixteen hundred though, by the way. So we're still all slackers <laughs> compared to the Ivy League uh, types of us all. Yeah. Yeah. Mark wins between us three, you know, podcaster slash comedian types. But the the you know, the MIT you know set yeah. they were yeah. pushing sixteen. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. What happened was over 50 students at an El Paso high school may have to take the test again. And apparently right. they, the test flew out of uh, the UPS truck that was transporting and the mob them. picked them up and started selling them at like I cigarette so. shops. Yeah. Yeah. So the <laughs> El Paso Independent School District told CNN that it is currently working with the college board, which administers the SATs, to determine a remedy for the students whose tests were lost. Uh, and there's a quote that says, our employees are working to recover as many tests as possible. Seems like they'd either have them by now or not. But but anyway. Right. They, you know how right. things go. Like They scatter to the nine winds. You know, they're just like, <laughs> it's like when cash falls out. Just like, oh, God, you're running left and right trying yeah. to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, they're, they're, so they're trying to pick them up. And uh, in, in Bill Knoll, I'm, I'm told that there's a call in. Uh, someone calling in that they were the driver of that UPS truck. Oh, so we're going to get to hear from them put, now. Yeah, let's put them through. Okay. Yeah. okay. Hey, guys, it's me, Dr. Smiles again. God it's all your it. fault. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. It was not my intention. Listen, I said earlier in the program that my work style goes really slow. I've seen people grow up. I haven't gotten a lot of dental work done. I've been taking on other gigs. UPS was pretty good for my schedule at the time, and I love driving with the windows down. I mean, we talked about yeah. how I say on an airplane, don't let down the windows. I figure a car would be totally cool. Here's the thing, though. UPS trucks don't have great windows in the front, but they have this huge window in the back. Because in door. order to, like, load in all the packages, you have to, like, open up this huge window. Do you all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, try, I sort of... It's a, you're, you're just you're describing the door. It's a, it's a door. Yeah, it's a door. Dude, that's a door. I thought that was like a bay window. I was like, oh snap, it's a truck with the bay window. And the, so the, I the, opened that up and I started driving away. And I looked in the rearview mirror and I see like these wonderful white papers like flying in the back. And I was like, that looks like a wonderful art installation. But no, it was it was these tests. And so I've been looking for them. You know, like I've been trying to find them. Uh, but I don't know, uh, you know, and uh, you're a bad you know, it's person. interesting. I, I, I went back through some <laughs> archives and I actually found Noel. I found your old SAT tests. Oh, what? Yeah. Found, yeah. And why are you I've, going through these archives? That seems like you shouldn't have access to that. But Dude, I don't know, dude. When you get hired by UPS, they give you this key. I've just been trying it on every door, man. Like it's a network of thing. You got to knock on every door, man. You know? <laughs> Uh, but no, what I found was is that like the Scantron like messed up some of your answers, bro. Like you weren't in the eleven hundreds, oh dude. You 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 had a high fifteen hundred, man. Secret oh secret genius. Wow, what? Okay, yeah, man. Damn, that would have really changed my life trajectory. You know, I'm fine with my choices that I've made and uh, everything that that came subsequent to the SAT. But can I say though? Yeah, man. What you've done, what you've done here, Mister Smiles, Doctor yeah. Smiley. 
is uh, it's the, I answer to it all, the, man. The act of taking the test for these kids, right, is there's so much buildup and stress around it. You're not going to get the same result taking mm-hmm. it again. Mm-mm. A lot. It's like it's like the uh, the results of a fight. You know, you're in the moment right. and you're doing it, and then you get what you get. And like taking it again, you might not get the same score. Dude, I think there I, should be some sort of uh, mitigation for this. I think there should dude, be some special dispensation made absolutely. for your horrific act. Well, dude, I have three suggestions on what I can do to fix this. One, right away, I should be fired. All right. Uh, number two. <laughs> Number two, I feel like the kids that have to take the SAT again, they take it with my laughing gas kind of quells some of those nerves. You know what I'm saying? And then third, Through and the vents finally, of the of the gym, just to, yeah, yeah, got it. Right, right. And then third, and finally, we give them a little bonus. You know what I mean? We just give them a little, we give them a little retake bonus. Give them an extra two hundred points, right? Graded on a curve. Exactly right. Remember that? Yeah. That's what I say. I'm sorry to the students of El Paso. Uh, and uh, I hope already got it wrong. <laughs> They're students of El Paso. I mean, I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. And you know, uh, just I guess just kind of like uh, a word to the wise, real quick. Like, if you find doors at the back of your car, that's not a window, dog. Apparently, that's 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 a that's a door. You know, or a trump. <laughs> I feel like there, there's a, there's an expression here. With one window closes, another door opens, and mm-hmm. all of your tests fly out into the ether. Um, do you guys think the SAT matters as much as it used to? No. Do you, do you think it's I like? Hope dude, I hope not, man. I kind of don't think so. I I yeah. hope. Not. I just feel like, like like the college admission landscape has changed to a degree. Maybe ACTs are more important. I, I don't know. Test taking to me is problematic. My kid is uh, has severe. That's severe. I mean, my kid's great, but has, you know, diagnosed anxiety. And Mm. a lot of that stemmed from fucking COVID and that whole, you know, two years subtracted from your life in the most stressful part of your, you know, preteen life. And um, she gets a little extra time on tests and it's a thing. And I feel like the Gen Z kids are probably not generally good test takers, you know? Who is? I mean, you know, exactly. It's, it's I just, a stressful oh, thing. It's so you know? stressful. And it's such a weird way to evaluate knowledge. Is You know, you get out of school. No one's, I'm not taking any tests. I'm out there doing things. You know, we're filming. We're producing. We're having to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if, if, if the test is, hey, make a short or make a, make something in whatever industry you're in. I think that's a much better way to evaluate someone's skill set. Remember how that, bizarre SAT questions were? They were like oh these God. pie charts and like, it's almost more like, like a, something like a Vankman would do in Ghostbusters to see if someone's got psychic powers, you know, it's yeah. a weird uh, rubric, you know? Dude, yeah. There's like, in my opinion, a troubled history of standardized testing and the type of knowledge that it chooses to lift up and prioritize. And it's like when it comes to SATs, things like that, it's like these are strategies that you can pay to learn. It's not like it's on an even playing field. And I think that that's really messed up. But well, then you y'all... have to get the pretest, and that's all money. That's the same as like like textbooks. Like who gets the the account? You know, for the textbooks or the county or whatever it might be. You know, it's it's all that. You know, sometimes Doctor Mister Senior smiles. You you say some pretty smart things. Uh, occasionally it's weird it's almost like you're two people in the same body dude i told you i go to dental school 
every year and I take all these electives, man. It's fantastic. And, you know, since I'm here, I'll just kind of take us home to the re- end of the episode. So, yes, no, hey, it, it's been great having you on the pod, man. Um, what's the best way for people to support you and follow you uh, beyond here? Yeah, um, you can you can follow me on on Instagram exclusively, where I am at How Now Noel Brown. Um, I do a podcast called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know with the wonderful Ben Bolin, um, also a friend of the pod, and Matt Frederick, friend of everyone, animals, young children. He's just a lovely man. Uh, we do a show called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, and we actually just came out with a book, uh, yeah. and it yeah. being the holiday season and all, um, buy it, please. Our bosses will be much less likely to fire us if you buy this book and there's an audio version of it too where we all read uh portions of the book and um in our podcasty voices so you can get that um but the book is also called stuff they don't want you to know and also you know ben and i do ridiculous history we don't have a book but um we do have a podcast that we do twice a week and thank you guys so much by the way for having me this has been a delight of course dude no it's been awesome man and uh you know, according to this show outline, uh, we're going to move on to the next segment called Spring of Inspiring Inspirations. This is where we like wrap up the episode by sharing an inspirational quote to send you uh, on your day with some positivity. And this is from an anonymous person. We don't know who, the, who, who to attribute this quote uh, to. But the, the quote is, take your dreams seriously. I think that's a great quote. I dream a lot. <laughs> you could take it literally. In yeah. terms of what your actual dreams are saying about what your brain is lacking or needs. Or you can take dreams as in the royal dreams of like, you know, your ideas, your ideals, your you know wishes for the future. Take all of that seriously. Um, yeah. Unless you just constantly dream of spooky clowns, in which case maybe dis- yeah. just dismiss that. It's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. Yeah, avoid those dreams. Uh, Dr. Smiley, I hope all your dreams come true, and I hope I don't have to drive UPS trucks anymore. Uh, Dude, never and- again, man. It's only planes. <laughs> Anytime I'm going anywhere now, I'm taking oh, no, a plane. That's worse. That's way worse. Please don't it fly is- planes. And, uh, and for all of our audience members, planes. thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Noel, so much for being here. It's awesome to have you on. It's always oh, good to see you. Absolute and- pleasure. All our listeners, we know you got a lot of options. It means the world to us when you stick with us. So thanks for being here. Please come back. And you can email us at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com and on Facebook and IG, follow Ridiculous News. And you can check out our comedy videos at Mark Kendall Comedy. Bye, y'all. See ya. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 